This is episode 548 of the AWS podcast, released on September 27, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Sam this year with you. Great to have you back. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, Horn Nguyen Logren. G'day, Horn. How you doing? I'm great and ready to rumble. How are things in the US of A, keeping you busy with customers and cool stuff with our listeners? It's a nonstop party, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's a good start. Well, let's get into some of these updates here. So let's start with the topic of analytics. You can now monitor EMR serverless applications in near real time with CloudWatch metrics. So now you can track how much CPU, memory, or disk space is being used by an EMR serverless application, how resources have been added and removed over time to run the application, or how many drivers and executors have been running at any time. And you get a single view to monitor it all, which is very, very nice. Amazon Kinesis Data Analytics for Apache Flink supports three new container-level metrics and improved CloudFormation support. So now you get the metrics of CPU utilization, memory utilization, and disk utilization of Flink task managers. Also, you can now get improved logging performance and CloudWatch support for VPC applications and maintenance windows as well. And finally, Amazon QuickSight has added missing data control for line and area charts. So previously, line charts only supported missing data treatment for date time fields. Now there's support for categorical data as well for both line and area charts. So instead of just seeing the sort of broken lines, which is the default behavior, um, you can also choose to display broken lines as either continuous lines by directly connecting to the next available data point in series or interpolate those missing values with zero and display a continuous line. So you've got lots of choices of how to represent, you know, there is no data for this period of time. Now onto the topic of application integration. Amazon SNS introduces the public preview of message data protection to help discover and protect sensitive data in motion. Now, this is a new set of capabilities for Amazon SNS standard topics that leverage pattern matching machine learning models, and data protection policies to help security and engineering team to facilitate real-time data protection in their application that use Amazon SNS to exchange high volume of data. Amazon SNS is a fully managed, reliable, and highly available messaging service that enables you to connect decoupled microservices to send messages directly to users via SMS, mobile push, and email. With message data protection for Amazon SNS, you can now discover and protect certain types of personally identifiable information, PII, and protect health information, PHI, data that is in motion between your application. This can help support your compliance objectives. For example, with regulations such as Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, General Data Privacy Regulation, GDPR, Payment Credit Card Industry Data Security Standard, PCI DSS, and Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program, FedRAMP. Message protection enables topic owners to define and apply data protection policies that scan message in real time for sensitive data to either provide details to audit reports of findings or block message delivery altogether. AppFlow now supports deleting records in Salesforce. AppFlow is a fully managed integration service that helps customers to securely transfer data between AWS services and software as a service SaaS application in just a few clicks. Now supports deleting records in Salesforce. Customers of Amazon AppFlow now may execute Amazon AppFlow, which delete 
targeted records in destination Salesforce instance. This new capability enhances Amazon AppFlow connectors for Salesforce, which already supports write methods such as insert, update, and upsert. Amazon Simple Workflow Service, SWF, launches new console experience. Now, Amazon SWF is a workflow service that makes it easier for you to build distributed application. You have fully control over the implementation and coordination of tasks. Amazon SWF manages the underlying complexity, such as tracking their progression and maintaining their states. The new console experience of Amazon SWF provides improved visibility of your SWF domains, a way of scoping Amazon SWF resources within your AWS account, as well as more information about workflow execution and their events. You can search and filter execution and events using properties such as execution ID, workflow, type, and output. The new console makes it easier for you to manage high-volume workloads and quickly find the detailed information you need to operate efficiently. Moving on to the topic of compute, we're happy to introduce Seekable OCI for lazy loading container images. Now, Seekable OCI, or Socky, is a technology open sourced by AWS that enables containers to launch faster by lazily loading the container image. Now, this works by creating an index of the files within an existing container image. This index is a key enabler to launching containers faster, providing the capabilities to extract an individual file from a container image before downloading the entire archive. Prior research has shown the container image downloads account for 76% of container startup time, but on average, only 6.4% of the data is needed for the container to actually start doing useful work. So this is a very cool way to go faster. AWS controllers for Kubernetes, ACK, for Amazon RDS, AWS Lambda, AWS Step Functions, Amazon Managed Service for Prometheus, and AWS KMS are now generally available. You can now provision and manage AWS resources using ACK controllers, for these services, and this lets you define and use AWS service resources directly from Kubernetes clusters. Now, you can support up to 12 service controllers as generally available and additional 13 in preview. Amazon ECS now delivers a faster cluster autoscaling experience for scale-in events. So it now scales in excess capacity at a much faster rate, which helps you improve utilization of your infrastructure and helps you save compute costs. Now, previously, Amazon ECS limited each scale-in step to reduce 5% of autoscaling group capacity at a time. Now it has increased the scale-in step limit to reduce up to 50% of that capacity. So this means less scale-in steps and a more responsive scale-in experience while still maintaining availability of capacity for spiky traffic patterns. We tested this uh, for an Amazon ECS service that had scaled out to 334 C5 X-Large instances for 1,000 tasks and required scaling in to 34 instances for 100 tasks at steady state. The scaling time period saw an 8x improvement from 80 minutes down to 10 minutes post the scaling step enhancement, so that's a good thing. AWS Fargate has increased compute and memory resource configurations by 4x. So now you have a four times increase. You can now configure ECS tasks and EKS pods to use up to 16 vCPUs, which is four times more than it was before. This helps you with things like batch workloads, extract, transform, and load jobs, genomics, media processing, etc. And you can also allocate up to 120 gigabytes of memory as well. This is also a 4x improvement. 
AWS Firegate has announced the migration of service quotas to vCPU-based quotas. The migration to vCPU-based quotas will not have any impact on your running tasks and pods. Starting from October the 3rd, 2022, all accounts will automatically be migrated to the new vCPU-based quotas in a phased manner. And to facilitate this transition starting today, you can opt in to that new model as well. By opting into vCPU quotas earlier, you can give yourself some time to get familiar with how it works and make any modifications to your own management process. AWS Batch extends the job report retention period from 24 hours to seven days. This means you can now query the details of your jobs that were completed up to seven days ago. So you don't have to worry about you know, jobs disappearing after a day. This can be really annoying on a weekend. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be logging in on a weekend to see my jobs. So now you've got up to seven days. AWS App Runner now supports deployment using cross-region Amazon ECR images. So this uh, service makes it easy for developers to quickly deploy containerized web applications and APIs in the cloud at scale without having to manage infrastructure. Until now, it supported Amazon ECR images from within the same AWS region where you're deploying a service. Now you can use those ECR images stored in any AWS region to create or update your App Runner service. So that means you don't have to replicate it yourself. It gets it done for you. And AWS AppRunner now supports Amazon Route 53 alias records for the root domain name. So again, this makes it easy for you to get up and running. If you've never used Route 53, it's one of those things that just does DNS and does it well, and I highly recommend it. Local gateway ingress routing for AWS Outpost Rack is now available. So this allows you to redirect incoming traffic to an Elastic Network interface attached to an EC2 instance before traffic reaches your enterprise workloads running on your outposts. The EC2 instance may run virtual network appliance software to inspect, modify, or filter network traffic before relaying it to other EC2 instances. And there is now direct VPC routing for AWS Outpost racks as well. So you can now directly use the VPC private IP address of an Amazon EC2 instance on an outpost rack to communicate with your on-premises network. This new direct VPC routing mode is an alternative to the customer-owned IP routing mode where outpost rack used a separate IP address pool provided by you on your on-premises network. Now onto the topic of customer engagements. Amazon Connect customer profiles now support Amazon AppFlow connectors. With just a few clicks, customers can now bring data from 20 plus application connectors into customer profiles and equipped contact center agents with the information needed to provide personalized customer service. Amazon AppFlow connectors allows ingestion of data such as transactions, for example, purchase order for SAP OData, profile information like leads from Zendesk and customer interaction interactions like Slack conversations to create a single unified profile for each of your customers. You can prepare customer data for your specific contact center use case by leveraging Amazon AppFlow's no-code console experience. For example, hiding sensitive credit card information by using masking feature or ingesting the data for a specific geographic using the filter feature that transfers only the records that meet the filter criteria. Amazon Connect Voice ID now detects fraud risk for voice spoofing during customer call. Now, this is from voice-based deception techniques, such as voice manipulation during customer calls, helping you make your voice interactive more secure. For example, Voice ID can detect in real time if an imposter is using a speech synthesizer to spoof a caller's voice and bluff a agent or interactive voice response IVR system. When such fraud is detected, Voice ID flags these calls as high risk in Amazon Connect agent application, enabling you to take additional security measures or precautions. This feature works out of the box, 
once voice ID fraud detection is enabled for a contact and no additional configuration is required. Moving on to the topic of database, Amazon DynamoDB now supports up to 100 actions per transaction. So this allows you to do a coordinated all or nothing change to multiple items both within and across tables. And the maximum number of actions in a single transaction has now increased from 25 to 100. Amazon RDS Performance Insights now supports displaying the top 25 SQL queries. These are the ones that are contributing most to database load, and that is an increase from 10 to 25. This is a great way for you to keep an eye on what's going on. Um, often in my experience, queries that were performant and worked well at a certain point of a system's life cease to do so, either through code changes, through usage patterns, through underlying infrastructure changes. There are reasons. So keeping an eye on your top 25 is always a good thing. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports the instance store for temporary table space and the database smart flash cache for M5D and R5D instances. So these are an ideal fit for applications that need access to high-speed, low-latency local storage, especially those that need that temporary storage for scratch space, temporary files, and caches. Amazon RDS for MariaDB now supports some new minor versions, 10.5.17, 10.4.26, 10.3.36. This is your regular reminder to keep your systems up to date. Patching your stuff is a core part of your security profile. And Amazon RDS for MySQL now supports new minor version 8.0.30. Again, patch your things. You can leverage automatic minor version updates to automatically upgrade your database to a more recent minor version during scheduled maintenance windows. This is like magic. <laughs> for someone who's worked in the past where uh, upgrading a database was a big deal, this is the most wonderful thing. If you're using RDS, which you should, and you don't have this capability switched on, I highly recommend you take a look. It really will make your life easier. Now onto the topic of developer tools. AWS Cloud Development Kit CDK announces CDK Construct Trees view in AWS CloudFormation Console. Customers using CDK want a simple way to map the resource synthesize in CloudFormation template back to the source CDK construct. In an effort to display all resources in CloudFormation template, the management console loses the hierarchical nature of CDK construct, which customers are used to today. CDK construct tree view in the CloudFormation console is intended for customers who want to observe Observe the context from which the resources were created for the CloudFormation console in order to provide better and focused experience. And on to the topic of Internet of Things. AWS IoT TwinMaker launches version 1.2.0 of TwinMaker Grafana plugin. Now, AWS IoT TwinMaker introduces features to improve the performance of data panels powered by the TwinMaker Grafana plugin. A few key features are Customers can now define maximum number of alarms that are retrieved by GetAlarms query, which provides a way to configure payload size, the Get Property Value History by Entity query, and Get Property Value History by Component Type query now supports template variables such as property name. This enables developers to create dynamic time series data panels that will display different property metrics based on selected entities. We also introduce features that are available for customers self-managing their own Grafana with version 8.5 plus. This also includes the time series data stream feature that improved data refresh performance by only retrieving new data from the data source and appending to existing data rather than retrieving all the data for a displayed time period. Now, the data panel will only refresh when the dependent template variable in its query has value changes. This update reduces unnecessary data queries and improves performance. 
AWS IoT Device Defender ML Detect Custom Metrics and Dimension Support. ML Detect now supports monitoring of custom metrics, allowing you to evaluate operational health parameters that are unique to your fleet. Besides setting static alarms manual with rules detect, you can now use machine learning to automatically learn your fleet's expected behaviors on custom metrics. Further, with new dimension filters supported by ML Detect, you can define attributes to evaluate more precise metrics in your ML security profile. In this release, custom metrics on ML Detect supports the number type metrics, such as device connection, signal strength, or percentage of CPU usage, while the dimension feature provides support for MQTT topic filter on four cloud side metrics, which are number of message received, message byte size, number of messages sent, and number of authorization failures. Free RTOS extended maintenance plan registration now open. Now, Free RTOS is a real-time operating system for microcontrollers. Free RTS EMP subscription allow embedded developers to receive critical bug fixes and security patches on their chosen free RTOS long-term support LTS version for up to 10 years beyond the end of the initial support period. During the subscription period, developers will receive notification for upcoming patches on free RTOS libraries, allowing them to systematically plan their product maintenance activities. This helps developers secure their microcontroller-based devices for years, save operating system upgrade costs, and reduce risk associated with patching their devices. Moving on to the topic of machine learning, lots of cool updates here. Amazon SageMaker Automatic and Bottle Tuning now provides up to three times faster hyperparameter tuning with Hyperband as a new search strategy. So automatic model tuning allows you to find the most accurate version of your machine learning model by searching for the optimal set of hyperparameter configurations. Now, SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning now supports Hyperband, which is a new search strategy that can find the optimal set of hyperparameters up to three times faster than Bayesian search for large-scale models, such as deep neural networks that address computer vision problems. Now, before this launch, you had the option to tune your models using either random or Bayesian search. Now you have this one as well, which is three times faster. Amazon SageMaker now supports deploying large models through configurable volume size and timeout quotas. You can now deploy large models up to 500 gig for inference on Amazon SageMaker's real-time and asynchronous inference options by configuring the maximum EBS volume size and timeout quotas. This launch enables customers to leverage SageMaker's fully managed real-time and asynchronous inference capabilities to deploy and manage large ML models such as variants of GPT and OPT. So previously you had volumes up to 30 gig, now it's 500 gig. And previously, the timeout quotas were uh, something that could limit you. Now it's configurable up to 60 minutes. So you have more time to download and load your model and associated resources. You can now track user identity for API calls from Amazon SageMaker Studio in AWS CloudTrail. So if you haven't used Amazon SageMaker Studio, it's a fully integrated IDE for machine learning that lets data scientists and developers perform every step of the machine learning workload from preparing the data to building, training, tuning, and deploying the models. And SageMaker Studio is integrated with AWS CloudTrail to allow administrators to monitor and audit user activities and API calls from Studio Notebooks, SageMaker Data Wrangler, and SageMaker Canvas. Starting now, you can configure SageMaker Studio to also record the user identity, so specifically the user profile name, in CloudTrail events, thereby enabling administrators to attribute those events to specific users, which can improve your organization's security and governance posture. 
Amazon SageMaker Canvas announces additional capabilities to explore and analyze data with advanced visualizations. Starting today, Amazon SageMaker Canvas provides new visualizations for exploratory data analysis, EDA, that enable you to understand your data better before model building. These visualizations add to the range of capabilities for data preparation and exploration already provided, like flexible sizes for data sampling, impute missing values, replace outliers, filter, join and modify data sets, and expanded timestamp formats. Some of the new visualizations include scatter plots, bar charts, and box plots. So this gives you a better way to look at your data before you start mucking around with it. SageMaker built-in algorithms now provide TensorFlow image classification algorithms. These are a new built-in algorithm for image classification, which is called Image Classification TensorFlow, and it's a supervised learning algorithm that supports transfer learning for many pre-trained models available in TensorFlow Hub. It takes an image's input and outputs probability for each of the class labels. These pre-trained models can be fine-tuned using transfer learning even when a large number of training images are not available. And it's available through the SageMaker built-in algorithms as well as through the SageMaker Jumpstart UI inside SageMaker Studio. And SageMaker Studio now supports Glue Interactive Sessions. Now, this allows you to quickly launch notebooks in Studio, easily dial up and down the underlying compute resources without interrupting your work, and even share your notebook as a link in a few clicks. And now it comes in with a built-in integration with AWS Glue Interactive Sessions. And what this allows you to do is to basically... Uh, allow data scientists and data engineers to use the serverless Apache Spark runtime environment managed by AWS Glue Interactive Sessions to interactively prepare data at the right scale in their studio notebooks. If you've ever done this kind of work, you'll know that wrangling the data is the hardest part. This makes it a little easier. Some great updates for Amazon Lex. Now, Amazon Lex is a service for building conversational interfaces into any application using voice and text. And we're thrilled to announce the Visual Conversation Builder for Amazon Lex, which greatly simplifies bot design. In addition to the already available menu-based editor and Lex APIs, the Visual Builder provides a complete view of the entire conversation flow in one location, and it empowers the user to build engaging conversational experiences more quickly. Using the Visual Builder, you can build and manage complex conversations with dynamic paths by adding conditions directly to your LexBot and manage the conversation path dynamically based on user input and business knowledge, all with a no-code environment. We're also thrilled to announce the composite slot type for Amazon Lex. A slot is used to capture user input and provide the bot necessary information to fulfill a task. In some cases, the information contains multiple values, each requiring its own slot. For example, a customer making payment may confirm credit card details to the bot, card ending in 5678, when expiry September 2025, and a billing zip of 94105. Previously, bot builders had to elicit each slot individually, so you had to go, yeah, please give me the last four of your number, now expiration date, etc. Really annoying. With a composite slot type, Amazon Lex can capture the full user response at once and associate each piece of information with the appropriate slot. The composite slot type also allows you to define logical expressions, so you can use ands or ors to capture acquired slot values to fulfill an intent. This is all very cool stuff. Amazon Personalize has increased limits for all customers, simplifying large-scale deployments. Now, Amazon Personalize enables developers to improve customer engagement through personalized product and content recommendations. No ML experience required. Prior to this launch, 
limits on the use of certain personalized resources and the rate of data import API calls were set at the AWS account level. For example, you could have a maximum of 10 filters and uh, you're limited to 1,000 put event items per second. With this launch, personalized transition these limits and others from an account level to a data set group level. So you can now have 10 filters and 1,000 put events per second per data set group. You can create up to five data set groups per account, meaning you can have 50 filters and 5,000 put events per second for each account. Basically, high capacity and the ability for multi-tenanting as well. Amazon Lookout for Metrics has increased the limit on number of measures and dimensions. So you can add up to 10 measures and 10 dimensions. And this allows you to get insights into root causes and causality across the measures and dimensions that you selected much more easily. Now, if you're not familiar with Amazon Lookout for Metrics, it uses machine learning to automatically monitor the metrics that are most important to the business with greater speed and accuracy than traditional methods used for anomaly detection. It also makes it easier to diagnose the cause of the anomalies like unexpected dips in revenue, high rates of abandoned shopping carts, spikes in payment transaction failures, and increases in user sign-up and other things that mean things are not quite right. You can also now easily process your data while using Amazon Lookout for Metrics. You can now filter your data based on dimension values, giving you the ability to do data processing from within the AWS console or using the API. Additionally, Filtering dimension values can reduce training time and also decrease costs compared to processing all the dimension values within your data. Now on to the topic of management and governance. Announcing new AWS console home widgets for recent AWS blogs, posts, and launch announcements. We're excited to announce two new widgets. Latest announcement and recent AWS blog posts are available on AWS console home. Using these three widgets, you can easily learn about new AWS capabilities and get the latest news about AWS launches, events, and more. This is pretty cool because the AWS blog posts and launch announcements are shown related to services that are using your application. AWS Enterprise Support launches AWS Incident Detection and Response. Now, this provides AWS Enterprise Support customers proactive monitoring and incident management for their selected workloads. AWS Incident Detection and Response is designed to help you improve your operation, increase workload resiliency, and accelerate your recovery from critical incidents. AWS Incident Detection and Response leverages the proven operation, enhanced monitoring, and incident management capability used internally by AWS team and externally by AWS Managed Service, AMS. To establish a strong foundation to securely operate your workloads in the cloud, it is critical to have observable environment that tracks the right workload metrics. AWS Incident Detection and Response begins with a review of your work workloads for reliability and operational excellence. AWS experts work with you to define critical metrics and alarms to provide improved visibility into the accounts and infrastructure layers of your workloads, making it easy to find and prioritize issues during a incident. AWS Confirmation announces new language extension transform. AWS Confirmation is infrastructure as code, a service that allows you to model, provision, and manage AWS and third-party resource by authoring templates, which are formatted text files in JSON or YAML. This release introduces a new language transform called AWS Language Extensions. When declared in a template, the transform enables extension to template language. At launch, these include new intrinsic functions for length, like FN length, and JSON string conversion, FN to JSON string, and support for intrinsic function and pseudo-parameters references in update and deletion policies. 
AWS Config announces a price reduction up to 58% for conformance pack. Now, this depends on your level of usage. A conformance pack is a collection of AWS Config rules and remediation actions that easily deploy in a single entity in account and a region or across an entire organization, helping you manage compliance of your AWS resource at scale. Conformance packs are charged using three-tiered pricing model based on the number of conformance pack evaluation, defined as an evaluation of resource by an AWS config rule within a conformance pack. This price reduction lowers the cost of conformance pack evaluation across every tier and also decreases the number of evaluation needed to reach each tier. AWS System Manager now supports patching newer versions of SUSE Linux Enterprise Server, Oracle Linux, and Red Hat Enterprise Linux. Patch Manager is a capability of AWS System Manager, now helps you automate patch deployments for instances running SUSE Linux Enterprise Server, SLES, version 15.2, 15.3, and 15.4, Oracle Linux version 8.4 and 8.5, and Red Hat Linux RHEL version 8. Patch Manager helps you automate the process of patching nodes with both security-related and other types of updates. Patch Manager also helps you automate patch deployments of instances running Windows Server, Red Hat, Ubuntu, Amazon Linux, Amazon Linux 2, CentOS, SUSE Linux Enterprise Server, or SLES. A regular reminder to patch your stuff. (laughs) All the things. Patch all things. Oh, patch, patch, patch. Moving on to the topic of migration and transfer, AWS Transfer Family now supports multiple host keys and key types per server. So you can now have up to 10 host keys per SFTP server. In addition, ED25519 and ECDSA key types are now supported for server host keys. Previously, you could have one host key and it had to be the RSA key type. These enhancements allow you to move your existing SFTP servers with multiple host keys and host key types to the AWS Transfer family, and you'll also be able to add and tag host keys before rotating them, which means you have more control over your environment. On to the topic of networking and content delivery. AWS Private Link announces enhanced tagging capabilities for service owners. Until now, service owners were able to tag their private link-based services and consumers could tag their private link endpoints. With the launch, now you can tag the customer principles, so the account users and roles that use your service. Similarly, you can also tag the endpoint connections created by your customers. These tags are visible only to the account hosting the service and not to other accounts that may use the service. And you can use the tags to store customer metadata to inform business logic and tie back accounts and endpoint connections to customers during troubleshooting. Amazon VPC flow logs can now be delivered to Amazon Kinesis Firehose. So this allows you to stream your flow logs in near real time to destinations supported by Amazon Kinesis Firehose or downstream logging solutions via custom HTTP endpoints. So this makes it even easier to get that high volume information where it needs to go. Now onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. AWS Certificate Manager, ACM, for Nitro Enclave now supports Apache HTTP web servers. You can now use Apache HTTP web servers with AWS Certificate Manager, ACM, for Nitro Enclaves. Now, ACM for Nitro Enclave allows you to use public and private SSL or TLS certificates with your web application servers running on Amazon EC2 instances with AWS Nitro Enclaves. 
Nitro Enclave is an EC2 capability that enables the creation of an isolated compute environment to protect and securely process highly sensitive data such as SSL and TLS private keys. In addition to Nginx web servers, you can now use ACM for Nitro Enclaves with Apache HTTP web servers. AWS Firewall Manager adds support for AWS WAF custom request and response. AWS WAF enables you to insert custom headers into HTTP requests when forwarding requests to your server, enabling your server to process requests differently based on inserted headers. In addition, AWS WAF enables you to modify HTTP response to include status code as 200 successful, the 300s redirects, the 400s around client errors, and 500s for server errors, to, and also to insert content into the HTTP response body, enabling you to redirect users and provide additional customized errors to indicate the reason for a block. Starting now, Firewall Manager simplifies WAF deployment by enabling you to configure custom requests and response from the centralized administrator account. You can get started with custom requests and response for new and existing AWS WAF policies. AWS Firewall Manager is a security management service that acts as a central place for you to configure and deploy firewall rules across accounts and resources in your organization. With Firewall Manager, you can deploy the and monitor rules of AWS WAF, AWS Shield Advance, BBC Security Groups, AWS Network Firewall, Amazon Route 53 Resolver DNS Firewall, and third-party firewall across your entire organization. Amazon Cognito enables time-based one-time password, TOTP, self-enrolled in hosted UI. Amazon Cognito Hosted UI enables end users to register their own authenticator apps. Customers can now enable users to self-enroll in either SMS based on one-time password OTP or time-based one-time password TOTP authenticator apps. Administrators no longer have to initiate end-user enrollment when using TOTP with Hosted UI. With this new addition, developer using hosted UI will now have the same level of security as before, but without having to develop any custom code, enabling them to focus on improving their application. Administrators will now spend less time onboarding end users to have a higher level of authentication assurance. End users of the application now also have the convenience of adding their own authenticator apps and leveraging multi-factor authentication, MFA, while accessing apps using Cognito hosted UI. Customers can benefit from a higher level of authentication for their application at no additional cost. AWS Security Hub launches a new security best practice control. Now, this new control is from the Foundational Security Best Practice Standard, FSBP, to enhance your cloud security posture management, CSPM. This control conducts full automatic checks against security best practice for AWS auto scaling. If you have Security Hub set automatically enable new controls and you're already using AWS foundational best practices, the control is enabled for you automatically. Security Hub now supports 224 security controls to automatically check your security posture on AWS. And onto the topic of storage. AWS Backup adds Amazon CloudWatch metrics to its console dashboard. AWS Backup provides you a way to centrally view your Amazon CloudWatch metrics for your data protection job directly in AWS Backup console. With this launch, you can monitor your data protection metrics of backups, copies, and restore jobs for all the AWS Backup supported services spanning compute, storage, database, and third-party application. To drill down the custom view, you can add your tracked metrics to a custom CloudWatch dashboard using Add Dashboard capability.
So many new updates. It's a good list and some things definitely I'm going to have a try of. I'm sure there's a few things that caught your eye there too, hon. I'm definitely going to check this Security Hub launch out for sure. Yeah, nice. So how do people reach out to you using this modern social network thing that we have? <laughs> I'm just going to go with Bird on the Twitter. So you can reach out on my Twitter handler at Solo underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. And I, of course, rock at old school. AWS podcast at Amazon.com is the place to do that. We do love to get your feedback and we love hearing from all listeners from all different countries. One of the things that is delightful is how many people listen in really unusual places, which is cool. And of course, until next time, keep on building.